Good evening, New Jersey Devil fans. Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch. It is January 4th, 2023. I hope everybody had an amazing New Year's. Happy birthday to our Swiss captain, Nico Heischer. 24 years old today. You know, it feels like Nico's been around for a long time, and uh, he's still only 24. I mean, he could be playing for another 12, 14 years. He's he's about to have a, a, a career season. His production keeps getting better. He's embraced the role of a captain. Um, we are we are so lucky to get Nico Heischer in that draft and to move up, and I know a lot of people talk about Kale McCarr, um, and would it have, would it have been nice to get Kel McCarr? Of course it would have, of course. But we got no slouch. Nico is uh, the heart and soul of this team, and he gives it he gives it his all every night. And uh, I couldn't be happier with it with a captain like him. So happy birthday! Shout out to him. I hope you guys all had a great New Year's Eve and New Year's and holiday season. It was uh, it was crazy. We're gonna go over the two games that happened on Friday. And then happen on New Year's Day. We have a game in store coming up tonight versus the Detroit Red Wings. And maybe even touch on the World Juniors a little bit. So uh, Friday night, I actually wasn't able to watch the game live. My brother, uh, my wife, my sister-in-law, we all went into the city to see fish at Madison Square Garden. So typically... I found out that when you wear a Devils jersey to Madison Square Garden, regardless of whether the Rangers are playing or not, it's a good time. And you you tend to get a lot of, whether it's Ranger fans giving you grief, or if it's fellow Devil fans or even Islander fans giving you a pat on the back because they like to see people stir in the pot. Um, So what I did was uh, we were going to be gone from Friday to Sunday, and I packed three Devils jerseys. Now, this is when you know that you're sick. So we had some really nice dinners planned. We had this amazing hotel that, shout out to the Big Tickle, who was on the podcast the other day. He was able to hook us up at the St. Regis, which if you've never been, it's worth checking out. It's the home of the uh, the original Bloody Mary was formed at the lobby bar there. And it's, it's, uh, it's pricey, but it's good. So we got there, and our room wasn't ready. So... And I was wearing a devil's jersey at the time. We were going out to this nice dinner. So we ended up, we went to a bar down the road and we watched some World Juniors and we're kind of hanging out. We went back to our hotel like two to two and a half hours later and the room still wasn't ready. So we, you know, we told the people at the front desk, we said, hey, listen, we're going out to this nice dinner. Like I got to get changed. Meanwhile, I had no intentions on changing into real clothes, into street clothes because we were going to be going to the show right from dinner. So uh, we kind of pretended like we were mad for a little bit, and they hooked us up with this incredible, it's called the Fifth Avenue Suite. And it's got multiple rooms and a living room and multiple bathrooms, and it's like straight up like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 2 type shit. So it was uh, it was pretty sweet. We ended up, we went to the to the fish show on Friday night and on New Year's Eve, which were both great times. And we wore, I wore my devil's jersey and my brother wore his devil jersey on New Year's Eve. 
we were in the crowd like 15 rows behind the stage. So everyone, as they were looking at the band, was looking at us wearing our Devils jerseys in Madison Square Garden the, the entire time too. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we got some good visibility for, for our Devils. And what was really cool was just the amount of people that came up and started chatting with us about hockey, whether they were Devil fans or Ranger fans or whatever. The amount of people that have respect for the Devils now is mind-blowing. I mean, the positivity of you guys are the next biggest team and Jack Hughes is insane and, oh, man, you guys are so good. And then we started talking and, you know, we met a couple people there that I talked to for, you know, a good 15, 20 minutes during intermission. And we exchanged numbers. We, I ran into season ticket holders. I ran into guys that were season ticket holders way back in the day and talked about Scott Stevens and Scott Niedemeyer. And it's really when you step outside of the devil's community and you're you're in a a different culture, like a, a music venue or... Or let's say you went traveling somewhere and you were and you were wearing your devil's jersey in Europe, for instance, or a hat, and you start talking to people about it, and then you see how much it really means to people when they're not just caught up in the moment, you know? And um it was really cool. It's like the devils have a long history at this point. They've been around for forty years and um I think I've said it before, I'm like forty years old, so I think I'm a little older than most of the people who do these podcasts, but it was 1994, 1995, all of those years where the team turned from, you know, it was probably 1993, but all all those years that the team turned from, you know, on the edge of greatness and then straight through to 2003, we got to see a lot of amazing hockey and you you don't realize how many other people were so emotionally connected to these players as well and it was such a big part of their childhood and their growing up. And now that the Devils are kind of on the upswing and on their way back, and it looks like they've turned a corner, the amount of excitement from strangers that you would never normally get high fives and hugs and long engaged conversations and stuff from are, we're, we're really coming out of the woodwork and it was really cool to see. So um, shout out to everybody that I met at the garden the other night. Now, we went from the garden, uh, went back and obviously crashed on New Year's Eve in the city, but then we ended up, we went right into Newark the following day. What a beautiful afternoon it was, and everybody, it was good to see everybody drinking outside. Um, and I thought the team played really hard. The team played really good. They were outplayed. I don't think that they should have won the game. I don't think they deserved to. But that is a really good team, possibly the best team in the league that you were playing against. And between playing against Boston two nights and then Carolina, I thought the Devils really showed a lot of heart. They showed that they can play with these teams. They show that um, they're not rollovers by any by any stretch of the imagination. These are teams that the Devils can skate with all day. Um, we can get into a couple things. So we, we ended up... we. Before we get into the New Year's Day, we rewatched the game. We weren't able to watch the game on Friday Night Live. Um, so we rewatched it on Saturday morning. Um, and 
What what was going on with the officiating in that game? Someone explained to me what the bench miners were for. I mean, on both teams, it wasn't fair to either team. I mean, I thought I thought the officiating was was horrific and inexcusable. Really, it seemed like the refs were trying to make the game more about themselves. Um, but obviously, Jack Hughes had a beautiful goal from uh, on the power play. You know, three bar three off of three bars. He looks sick, and um, anytime you have Nico, Jack, Dougie Hamilton, and Nemitz score on the same night, it's good to be a Devils fan. And uh, Nemitz had scored in the World Junior Championships that night, so we were looking at the stats for that. I wasn't able to watch that. Um, But yeah, we ended up going to the game on Sunday directly from Manhattan, and... It was fun. Everybody was outside and having a good time, and we actually ran into some people that we had met at, at uh, MSG, and um, the rock was packed. Now, there's a couple issues that I think obviously everybody wants to talk about. One was the officiating. So this kid, Justin Kia, he is the same dude that um, – He's the same guy that was involved that refed the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, beer throwing game. And I actually think that his calls were correct on the ice. It was just the way that he was presenting it. And the bashing call was very questionable. I don't know if that should have been back, but this kid's refed like five games at the time. I don't know how many he's refed in between that game and the game on Sunday, but he is a complete train wreck of a, of a referee. And if you're the NHL, you can't keep sending this kid to New Jersey because at this point, he's like a wanted man. So he's number 44. If if you see a ref skating around with 44 on his back, that's who he is. And he made a call where he gave Jonas Siegenthaler an embellishment penalty on a trip. The guy had a stick pried between his legs. Like, I don't understand how you make that call at that time. So the Devils would have been out on the power play. They weren't. They ended up scoring anyway. But they should have been on the power play. The Devils took two quick penalties after that. And instead of a power play being negated by a penalty and then being down one player, they were down two players. Where they were down one player, then the boat, then the then the penalty ended, and then there was a full another two minute penalty, and it ended up costing the Devils a goal. I've never really seen Siegenthaler that mad before, but he was clearly very upset. It was a bad call. It was an awful call, and the officiating has to get better. Um, the other, the other thing that you have to look at is. The Mackenzie Blackwood gaff. So, Mackenzie Blackwood, he played great. There's no doubt about it. The guy had 40-something saves. He kept us in the game. The guy played his balls off. But he single-handedly gave the other team a goal, and we lost by a goal. Now, you could say Jack Hughes turned the puck over in the neutral zone. Yes, he did, and he deserves blame for that. Dougie Hamilton was right there, and he kind of skated by it. Yes. I think Jack Hughes turns the puck over a little too much, 
But although he seems to be getting better at that, and he seems to actually be playing a much more well-rounded game. Hughes has been phenomenal, in my opinion. He's really turned a corner. With that said, <laughs> so the guy, the, the guy steals the puck from Hughes, and then, but he pushes it a little too far in front of him. Blackwood comes out of his crease to play it, totally whiffs on it, and it goes into the back of the net. It's like the boneheaded... Mackenzie Blackwood is the most boneheaded guy, you know, on our team. Him and him and Miles Wood are definitely going to fight this one out for sure because he can play so great and then he can make such stupid plays and it just gets so difficult to watch night in and night out. I'm not going to lie. Like, every time he skates out onto the ice to lead the team onto the ice to start a game, I, like, I can't help but cringe a little bit. The guy can't see the puck well. Like, he fights every puck off. It's it's scary. There's no easy saves with him. I I think that the vibes when Mackenzie Blackwood and Vanacek are, are the starting goalies are different than when the vibes than the vibes are when Akira Schmid and Vanacek were in net. And I think the entire fan base can feel that. There's a lot of tension in the air when Mackenzie Blackwood is there. And I'm no help to it. I'm the first guy yelling. I really am. But at some point, I think the shoe is going to drop. And I think it could happen soon. And my prediction is I think they're going to put him in a situation like he's probably going to play tomorrow night at home first St. Louis, no Ryan O'Reilly, no Vlad Tarasenko. You're going to have Jordan Binghamton, who's probably the biggest asshole in the league on the uh, across the across the ice from him. And if Blackwood comes out and lets up a bunch of shitty goals, and the Devils lose this game, it might be the end of Mac Black in New Jersey. I really believe that. I think I think it's we're we're right at that point where I could see something happening. And if they can't get anything in a trade for him, which I do think they will be able to, but if for some reason they just didn't have the patience or they weren't able to get something done, they might just release him. I doubt that'll happen. I do think you'll get something for him. I did see that Buffalo, they were like, Buffalo wants to get Blackwood. It's like, please, sure. Um... So, yeah, I mean, I thought the Devils played really well. Brad had a good game. The problem is we're not – we've got our best players playing well now, which is a, which is a good thing. Our, our problem has been, we, you know, we didn't have any – we didn't have our best players playing well. Well, now we do. So, you know, Nico and Brat and uh, Heischer are all starting to put the puck in the net and finish, but we don't have any secondary scoring when I say it's bad, I mean it's real bad. Like, real bad. So, these are the numbers since... Uh, these are... In the last 14 games, Holtz has two points. Zetterlin, two points. What the hell happened to Zetterlin? Zetterlin was playing great. He has fallen off a cliff. Sharon Govich... Three points. Miles Wood has one p- 
point in his last 10 games. Not only that, but Miles Wood has seven hits in 10 games to where not only are you being productive, you're not even being physical, dude. Mike McLeod, four points in his last 16 games. And then I got to go Animal House right here. Jesper Boquist. Zero point zero. You have zero points in 16 games, dude. Are you kidding me? What the hell is going on? Like, unacceptable. Unacceptable. So, uh, you know, and Dawson Mercer and Thomas Tatar and Halla, they're not much better. You need some secondary scoring. You can't just rely on Jack Hughes and Dougie Hamilton and Nico and Brat to score. And it's nice to see that Brat's kind of gotten out of a slump and Nico's kind of gotten out of a slump. And Jack Hughes has straight up not been in a slump. He's been on fire. He continues to get better. But holy moly. Come on now. Now you had some tough teams and the the competition should get a little bit easier the schedule should get a little bit easier, but either way, it's time for uh, it's time to start finishing. I think that the Devils are going to blow out Detroit tonight. I think the next two games the Devils are going to blow out Detroit and St. Louis. It's due. They're ready for a breakout. They're ready for like a six goal game. Detroit's rolling Billy Huso out in net. Um. I hope we get Jordan Bingington tomorrow. I I would love to give him some uh talk some shit with him. And then Saturday you got a big game versus the Rangers. And that's going to be a big one. The Rangers are on fire. Everybody in the Metro is on fire. It's it's really this has become a very difficult division to play in when you have the, you know, the Capitals are are on a heater and Obviously, Carolina's on fire, and Pittsburgh's playing well, and Rangers are playing well, and it's this is not um, this is not a, uh, a division for the faint of heart. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to watch the World Juniors, so I went out and I purchased myself a Simone Nemitz. New Jersey Devils jersey, and I'm pretty stoked about it. So um, if you guys weren't able to watch the Slovakia-Canada game the other night, it was an amazing hockey game, and Nemitz has just looked really good. Not not so much like he hasn't been the superstar, um, and Luke Hughes has obviously looked amazing too. Luke Hughes uh, and the United States have a game versus Canada tonight at 6.30, which is going to be a really awesome game to watch to where I'll probably watch that up until 7.08 and then flip it back and forth between the Devils and that game during commercials and intermissions and whatnot. But Simone Nemitz looks like he's going to be really uh, a really good player. He had a beautiful goal where he uh, he came in from the point and let a wrist shot go, but he just plays the game so smart and he's a very cerebral player, keeps the game in front of him. He's able to make a lot of – very patient with the puck – Able to make a lot of really smart passes, outlet passes, hop into the play. Good player, man. He's gonna be he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch for a really long time. I'm curious to see when the Devils decide it's his time 
and they decide that they want to bring him up. Um, you know, I was I was I was excited to see um, to see Graves back in the lineup the other night. He was a guy that I thought was going to be out for a while, um, and he looked pretty good. I mean, the Devils obviously would like to have Marino back. They have now. I I've seen a lot of people giving ball shit, which he has been on the ice for a bunch of uh, of goals. He's made a bunch of mistakes. There's no doubt about it. I still think that he has made a lot of really nice plays too, and he does use his body better. He kind of gets involved in the offense a little bit. I think you should have a little patience with Kevin Ball. I know everybody. I listen to the Devils daily. And um, and I, I like those guys. I, I really respect what they do. But I could not have thought they were more off. They thought they wanted to see more out of Dougie Hamilton. And they thought Brendan Smith was playing great. I think Brendan Smith has been awful. And I think Dougie Hamilton's been pretty damn good. He's got like 30 points in 33 games or something like that. It's like, I think... Dougie's been fine. It's good to see Jonas Siegenthaler back to his, you know, he's got the mask off finally. He looks like he's back to himself. He played really well. Um, now, would you like to, would you rather see Ball or would you rather see Ohutuk? That's a fair question. That is a really fair question. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with either one, to be honest with you. I think Ohutuk has a, a lot of nice plays where he'll get the puck in his own zone and he takes his time with it and he's able to make things happen. He skates it out. He's got patience. He obviously could play a really physical game. He hasn't because I think he's scared of getting caught out of position. But I don't know. I mean, maybe rotate them in and out. Holtz is yet to break really the lineup. He's he's not really making anything happen right now. Um but we need Andre Palat back. And he's I feel like he's coming any day now. And once he comes, um, it's going to change a lot of things. You're going to be able to slot people in different places. I think the Devils are going to make a trade. I think a trade's coming soon. Obviously, Timo Meyer is the guy that everybody wants, and rightfully so. He has a lot of size. He's only 26 years old. He's like good friends with Nico. He can play on his wing. He plays a physical game. He can get in front of the net. He scores goals. He's the full package. The only thing with Meyer is he like signed. He was the last player to sign that deal where it was like an elevated salary. So he only got paid like $700,000 in the first couple years of his salary. And then he was so backloaded. He got paid $10 million dollars. In the last year of his salary, so he gets a qualifying offer of $10 million. And that is just way too much money. And I don't know if he's willing to sacrifice eating a year where he can make $10 million in order to sign a long-term contract for, let's say, you know, $7.5, $8.5 million. Now, another guy that the Devils have been linked to over and over is Patrick Kane. And obviously, a lot of people are like, why would we have Patrick Kane? We already have Jack Hughes. We don't need any more. You know, we have Jesper Bratt. We don't need any more undersized, skilled wingers. But think about it. Patrick Kane is arguably the greatest American hockey player of all time. He, yes, he is just like Jack Hughes. 
this could be a guy that could literally teach Jack Hughes how to take it to the next level. You don't have to sign him long term. Not to mention, he's still got a ton of skill. He's still going to put up a ton of points. You could put him on the wing with Nico, and now you have a Jack Hughes on your first and your second line. I get it. He's not sized, but the guy has insane speed. If you're talking about trying to make the playoffs and making the playoffs or making a run or having someone groom your younger players, I don't know. Like It doesn't sound like the worst idea ever. The thing is, how much is he going to want is he going to want to be paid and what are you going to have to give up to get him so like right now the devils are second in the metro with 49 points after 37 games played you have it is a 5 point swing between uh 7th place in the metro and second place so the the devils have to you know, I think they got two out of three points in the previous two games versus Metro Division rivals. And then I think they take the next two games. And if you get a little confidence and you get Palat back for Saturday, Devils can definitely beat up on the Rangers, even though the Rangers are playing well. But it's going to be a good game. I'm bringing my son Bo Bear to it. He's pumped. He wants to know, what am I supposed to say when a Ranger fan says something to me? So my older son says, you tell him Rangers suck. And I'm like, no, don't say that. And then he says, what if I tell him Rangers pee sitting down? I said, that's pretty good. I'm impressed. So we got that going for us. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody has uh, had a great, um, I hope everybody's had a great uh, holiday season and uh, and New Year this is like my favorite time of year, but now it's time for the devils. We're right in the mix of things. I did a podcast. I think it was like my third or fourth one where I predicted the points by month coming out of each month. And I was literally, I was three points, uh, three games off. So I'm six points off in our favor, by the way. So that's always nice. So the devils are up six points compared to where I thought they would be by the end of December. You're going to have a Western Canada road trip, which actually for us East Coast fans is like not so bad because they they play a couple of these games early. So they play um, they play the Ducks and the Kings at 10 and 10.30, but it's a Friday and a Saturday night. I know like a lot of these games that are the West Coast games, it's hard for people to get up to, for work in the morning. But then um, you have on Monday, you have a 4 o'clock game for San Jose so that they kind of took that out of there so you don't have any midweek late night games which I kind of like but you got a couple big games they should win to they got to win tonight I think they kind of break out over the next two games the Ranger game is a coin flip to me I'd like to think they could win it at home and then you go on the road next Tuesday to Carolina I mean they have you know I guess they lost to the Rangers last night but it's like you have to beat them at some point. And then you have this uh, Western road trip where the Ducks are are flailing. The Kings are pretty good. San Jose is awful. Um, and then you get the Kraken. All in the next, you know, two and a half weeks. But I do think the Devils end up making a move. And um, we'll see what happens. 
they could definitely use some secondary scoring. And if Blackwood has a bad one tomorrow night, be prepared for anything. But I want to thank everybody for following me. I got 800, uh, 800 of you on Twitter now and a couple thousand plays on my uh, streaming services that you guys have listened to me. All I ask is that if you're enjoying it, you just share it. But uh, my name is Billy Botch. You're listening to the Trap Podcast. And uh, I'll get back to you guys. I'll get back to you guys on Friday before the Ranger game, all right? I hope everyone has a great night. Let's go, Devils. Makes you wonder how the other half died A devil inside